blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. So, welcome everybody to uh, Bible study. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, Son the and Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'll start with the collect. Yes. Almighty, ever-living ever God, God, lead us to share in the joys of heaven, so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. So um, the readings for today, um, first reading is a continuation of the Acts of Apostles, chapter 13, 14, 43 to 52. The second reading is also a continuation of last week, book of Revelation, chapter 9, verses 9, 14b to 17. And finally, as we are in the Easter season, we are continuing with John's Gospel, chapter 10, from 27 to 30. And may I add something? A liturgical note that every fourth Sunday of Easter is called Good Shepherd Sunday. So the reading, fourth Sunday of Easter, is always about the Good Shepherd. And additionally, since 19, I think 1963, Pope Paul VI instituted the Good Shepherd Sunday as the day, World Day of Prayer for Vocations. Okay, so there's the special prayer also for vocations. And sometimes vocations we associate only with a, uh, ordained ministry like the priest, the consecrated people. But it's really vocations for everybody. Your life, your state of life is a vocation. Okay. Okay, good. So that's good to remember because it gives the theme also for the readings. So with uh, that in mind, uh, I'll start with the first reading. Reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul and Barnabas continued on from Perga and reached Antioch in Sicilia. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and took their seats. Many Jews and worshipers who were converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas who spoke to them and urged them to remain faithful to the grace of God. On the, on the following Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and with violence, abuse contradicted what Paul said. Both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first but since you reject it and condemned yourself as unworthy of the eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have made you a light to the Gentiles, that you may be an instrument of salvation to the ends of the earth. The Gentiles were delighted when they heard this and glorified the word of the Lord. All who were destined for eternal life came to believe and the word of the Lord continued to spread through the whole region. 
The Jews, however, incited the women of prominence who were worshippers and leading men of the city, stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their territory. So they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So um, the first reading is a continuation of the Acts of Apostles. Um, does anyone remember the same acts from last week as to what was talked about? Uh, Acts of the Apostles last week was chapter 5, uh, mm -hmm. 27 to 32, 40b to 41. Um, essentially, the apostles were actually being persecuted. Yes. And what happened was that the apostles was united in their belief of God, and that was a thing that helped them, carried them through. They were believers, they were together, and they were finally dismissed by the Sanhedrin. Yeah, and uh, if I may add, those apostles are really the, the foundational apostles, like Peter, you know, and the, the original James, John. But now, we have the extension of the apostles. I don't know if you notice who are these apostles now. So, so in the first line, you see Paul and Barnabas playing mm -hmm. a key role yes. in the first reading. Uh, and Barnabas used to play a more prominent role than Paul. But uh, you see that Paul now appears before Barnabas mm -hmm. because this is after the time that Saul has been changed to Paul. So this, the in terms of uh, time reference, this is now after the conversion of Paul. So you see yes. that Paul now becomes and plays a much uh, more um, forefront role in the Acts of the Apostles. Yeah. So last week was about unity, but you see that one, um, Paul now becomes uh, plays a bigger role. Two, as they profess their faith, um, initially, you see that in the first uh, paragraph, the Jews actually gathered momentum and was believers. Mm -hmm. But as soon as Paul and Barnabas invited more than just, just the Jews, uh, the Gentiles, they became jealous. Yes. They thought that, hey, we're the chosen ones. You should only preach to us and we should, we're the only ones that should benefit. Mm -hmm. But no, it's meant for everybody. It's meant for the Jews and the Gentiles. Yes. And if you think about it um, today, um, the reference is, this is not only for the Jews, but for everybody in the whole wide world, mm -hmm. be it uh, Filipinos, uh, Chinese, 
um, everyone. Malaysia. 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 Yeah. Yes. So you can you can import your own nationality in, in place of the word the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And you see that the Gentiles were very happy. They were elated mm -hmm. because they received the word of the Lord. So I think those were the uh, kind notes that uh, Sister Victoria shared with me. So maybe yes. you can supplement. Uh, actually, it became like a strategy of evangelization in the time of the Acts of the Apostles. No? That It's supposed to be given first to the Jews, but then since they rejected it, so the uh, good news was spread all over. And sometimes that's why it's also good to suffer rejection. <laughs> that happened really in the Acts of the Apostles. They said, maybe if the church just stopped with the Jews, then it will just be a national church. But because it was rejected, so uh, that's why it's, it's, sometimes it's good to be kicked out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, because, <laughs> because the, the gospel grew because of that. The rejection of the Jews led the apostles to go out somewhere else. No, it, That's the end of the reading, actually. No? They, they stirred up when the persecution was steered against Paul and Barnabas. And they were expelled from the territory. So they shook the dust from their feet in protesting and went to Iconium. Meaning they, they went further. So Antioch of Pisidia will be more in the northern part of Palestine. Now they're moving into the territory of the, the Greece, the Greek, the Greek territory. So the gospel, meaning to say the word of God continues to journey. And and one other thing I'd like to add here is the joy that they feel, you know, because they are fulfilling the mission, mm -hmm. notwithstanding the persecution. There is persecution, but there is also joy, mm -hmm. which is very difficult to put together. But because of the Holy Spirit, we are able you know, to go beyond. Go beyond and go deeper. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's good. That's good enough for the first reading. Uh, so, um, this really relates well to the theme that the Good Shepherd mm -hmm. um, Missionary Sunday that uh, Sister Victoria talked about. The Vocation Sunday. Sorry, Vocation Sunday. Yes. And spreading the good news. Mm -hmm. um, gospel no. first or the second reading? The first? second reading. Okay. Uh, we ask Sister Leonila to read. Sister Yanila, please. Online. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes, and holding palm branches in their hands. Then one of the elders said to me, these are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason, they stand before God's throne and worship him day and night 
in his temple. The one who sits on the throne will shelter them. They will not hunger or thirst anymore, nor will the sun or any heat strike them. For the lamb who is in the center of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. So let me let me deepen a bit this reading from the book of Revelation. No? As uh, Patrick already said, uh, this is the third week that we are reading Revelations. Okay, all the all the past Sundays we have been reading Revelation because Revelation somehow gives you the theme of triumph in the midst of conflict. And that was what we experienced, no? Holy Week, Easter, is really the triumph of the cross. So here, uh, verse 9, again, introduces who is the one narrating. So I, John, had the vision of a great multitude. Okay. Now, if you read the whole chapter of uh, this one, chapter 7, you will have a number, actually. It's 144,000. Because it counted 12,000 from every tribe. 12,000 times 12 tribes is 144,000, the number of the select. But then it goes over that. It, it spills over. And so John says here, now it's beyond that number. And we have a great multi multitude, which no one could count from every nation, race, people and tongues. So repeating the theme in the first reading, you know, that we can put our, our countries, our nationalities, our ethnicities there, and we are included. And who are these? These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. Uh, what are they wearing? What, not, what uh, color? White robes. White robes, which is associated to the priestly service. Mm -hmm. no, we don't usually wear white. No? When we wear white, it's really for a special, I don't know, in Chinese, it's it's for funerals, they said. <laughs> but white is either wedding, yeah. uh, first baptism, baptism for first communion. Yeah. Like this morning, I recognize immediately the girl who will be receiving first communion because she's really dressed us differently from the others. And then the palm branches, the the palm branches, do you remember during the Holy Week when was that used? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, when Jesus entered no? in uh, Jerusalem and the people waving with their uh, song of the Hosanna or save us, save us now. No? But war, the, the palm branches are also given like a, what, like a trophy after the war. No? Yes. That's why in the book of Revelation, you have the palm branches for the martyrs yep. you know the the picture of the martyrs always with palm branches because they suffered but they are victorious in their suffering so the palm branches is a great symbol now there is one thing here which is conflictual in uh, the expression no? they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb can you can you put that together 
uh, they the white in the blood of the lamb. What color is blood? Right. It's red, but yet they made their robes white in the blood of the lamb. Meaning to say, the yeah. yeah, the purification we receive through the death and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, through the suffering of Christ, we receive purification from our sins. So again, it's a very, very uh, deep image of the effect of Christ's death and resurrection. So that in the end here in the reading says, for this reason, they stand before God's throne and worship him day and night in his temple. It's actually like a priestly service, no? A, A priestly service. And the... Uh, the promise of no more hunger or thirst, no sun or any heat strike them. And the last thing there is the figure of the lamb as a shepherd. That is another, most of the imageries in Revelations will force your imagination. Can you imagine the lamb as a shepherd? The lamb is usually what you carry, you know, carried by the shepherd. But here, for the lamb who is in the center of the throne will shepherd them. And who is this lamb? Jesus, Jesus, no? Jesus, the victorious lamb. And lead them to the springs of living, life-giving water. So uh, this, the springs of life-giving water calls to mind Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Remember, Bernice, what you sing in the choir. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. No, On verdant pastures, he leads me. Okay. So all the imagery is here, especially the last one. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So the shepherd who shelters, who saves, who comforts no? and consoles. Uh, our friend Evelyn, who who comes to attend our uh, Bible study, is now in the hospital, and she said, "I am at peace, sister, because uh, look at the readings, and the readings told me, no, there is nothing to worry." Okay, so it's the the readings giving already this consolation, even in the midst of sickness and suffering. So we thank God for that. And let's continue now with the gospel reading. If the the, we reading. can ask Lillian to help us yes. with uh, the gospel according to John. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the Gospel, um, as with any Easter season, uh, is a Gospel according to John. Uh, because it, it conveys a special message. And if you remember last week, um, Jesus said to Simon Peter, um, Jesus said, um, 
do you love me? And then, then Simon essentially repeated three times that he loves Jesus. It's in a um, echoing to the three times that he uh, denied uh, Jesus. But if you also remember what Jesus said to him each time, said it was always something to do with his lambs, his being a shepherd, feed my lambs. So you see this theme being carried out um, in this week's gospel, where Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Jesus is the shepherd, and we are the sheep. And he will take care of us. And that is his promise to each and every one of us. There's nothing that we need to do um, to be his sheep. We're chosen already. So he will take care of us. But the thing that we must do is that as a sheep, we do have responsibilities to do his will and obviously to spread the good news. But the good news is that we are chosen. But there's no hurdles that we need to jump over. There's no tasks that we need to do. Jesus, we are already Jesus, part of Jesus' flock. And we will continue to be his flock as long as um, we continue to do his will. Yeah, and uh, also deepening this word, no? If you notice, the first part of this very short gospel, I was telling Patrick, actually, uh, year one, year one takes John 1, 1 to 10, okay? And then year two will be the uh, succeeding verses. And now because we're in year C, year C, yeah, of, we're taking the last part of this John uh, reading from chapter 10. So it's always chapter 10 because it's always Good Shepherd Sunday on the fourth Sunday. You know? But your ABC divides the whole chapter. And we have here, uh, very interestingly, the first part is about Jesus' relationship to us. My sheep hear my voice. No? So listening. And then I know them, they follow me. Knowing. No? I give them eternal life, they shall never perish. But then after that, it shifts to my father who has given them to me is greater than all. It, it, there, there is a shift. Now it becomes Jesus and the father. Okay. Uh, and some are saying, why, why is there this jump? There seems to be a jump. And then if you come to think of it, yeah, the relationship, the model for the relationship between Jesus and us, the sheep, is actually Jesus' relationship with the Father. The intimacy that we are working for, when, when Patrick was saying, uh, no one can take us away from the Father's son, is because Jesus assured no, that our relationship with him should be modeled on Jesus' relationship with the Father. There's the flow, the, the paradigm or the, the template, mm. the template of the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep 
is between Jesus and his father. Okay? In, in the end of the, what was what that? The evening of the resurrection when Jesus, when Mary Magdalene appeared, no? Uh, when, when Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene and Mary Magdalene was, was embracing him and he said, uh, do not cling to me. Okay, because I have not yet gone to my father. Now you go and tell my brothers, I am going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So that's the good shepherd connecting us to the source. You know? and, and it's beautiful. If you come to think of it, it gives a foundation of the faith. You know, there is nothing really... Uh, Nothing destructive that can happen to you, uh, notwithstanding all the trials of our times. You know? Because Jesus assured, assured us you know, that no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. No one can take us out of the Father's hand. I have that, uh, I memorized this beautiful line from, I think the imitation of Christ. No matter how far you fall, you will never fall out of the Father's hand. It's lovely, no? I mean, imagine, imagine all the cares and the sufferings that, I'm always thinking of the people of Ukraine, for instance, the children who are still there in that bunker. He said, my God, how much faith you have really, you know, to cling on, to believe that, you know, in the end, all will be well. That is a very, very big challenge. But that is the call. That is the call. So. That is the um, promise that the Lord has given to us, despite our journey now. The road may be sometimes challenging. Sometimes we don't understand why things have to be this way. But the promise of God will always be there mm -hmm. as long as we believe and to do as well. And so, as Sister mentioned, this week, the fourth Sunday, mm -hmm. is uh, Sunday of Good Shepherd. We talked about a lot about shepherds and sheeps this week and missionary Sunday. Vocation Sunday. Sorry, vocation Sunday. Yes. And you know, Father Lo was saying that it's not only Jesus, the good shepherd, and, and the priests who are the good shepherd. We are all shepherds. We are all shepherds because in one way or another, we are given a responsibility. Okay. Sometimes responsibility with the family, and that's a mission in itself. So on that note, mm. um, perhaps we can open it up for reflections and um, thoughts that you want to share. Let us maybe start with Sister Yanila because she is afraid her superior will be coming soon <laughs> she will have to go away again i just want to share one uh, thought you know from a commentator saying that 
Christianity, and maybe this is familiar to you, mm-hmm. Christianity is not a set of ideas, mm-hmm. but it is a relationship with a person with a voice. Mm-hmm. So now I, I sent, uh, and also the, um, the word listen, no, to listen, and the word knowing, this is very, very significant in our life of discipleship. Because they said also that in the Bible, the word to know is not just knowing the person by name, where she lives or what is her work like that. But it's really like an intimate relationship with someone. It's even like a relationship between wife and husband. So that is how we are with the Lord. And the Lord knows us one by one. That is, that is in, in, the, in this gospel. He knows us. He knows inside and outside of, of us. So we cannot really hide anything from the Lord. And maybe before, before we go to the Lord to present ourselves, he already knows you know, what, who, who we are. So that is the most comforting like, image for us disciples or followers of the Lord. Because also this one that we, with the Lord, we would never be lost. And this, and, uh, as Sister Gemma or Sister Vicky have said, no matter how far we fall, we will never, be, we'll never fall out of the hands of the Father. Mm-hmm. So that is just to comfort us maybe for this week in case that we encounter some difficulties, some rejection, and then we can trust that the Lord is always with us and is always there to help us. Thank you so much. Thank you, sister. Beautifully Beautiful. said. Yes. Beautifully said. And I think uh, I can't agree more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think faith is not as sister mentioned is not is not a protocol it's not a methodology it's not an ideology it's a personal relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, god knows us and he's always willing to listen to us but as you know to cultivate any relationship it also takes effort from our side as well you you can't uh, imagine you know if you just got to know somebody today you wouldn't consider that as a personal relationship as opposed to someone that you've known for 10 years, 20 years, it takes time. Sometimes there are frustrations, there are sometimes uh, misunderstandings, mm-hmm. but the beautiful thing with God is that, uh, was, as we mentioned, the promise is always there. Share your frustrations with God. He's not always, he's not the good weather God. He's mm-hmm. happy to hear your frustrations, your anger, Sometimes you might be angry with God. Tell him. Tell him. And as Sister Leonina also mentioned, to listen. To listen to his response through prayers, through quiet times, and through uh, meditation. Thank you. Yes. You know, the synod, the synod that is ongoing right now for the, the one of the main emphasis is really listening. 
listening because which is true no some shepherds some priests they keep on talking but they don't listen so i guess that's that's also the point of of pope francis is i want to know what is in your mind yeah so not only me talking all the time but tell me also your desires tell me your dreams so even with our kids the the sunday school kids we ask them no uh If you meet Pope Francis, what would you tell him? No, what is your desire or dream for the church? So maybe also for us, no, the the synod, uh, you you know you can respond personally because it's in the it's, it's in the website. In case you have not participated in any consultation, organized consultation, there is in the website uh, Catholic Diocese. Org of Hong Kong. Look at the synod, and then there is the form, the Google form. Okay, so give yourself also a chance to express your desire. Maria Fe, chair or question? I don't know. You are always full of questions. <laughs> Talk to God. Actually, uh, this is re related to the. In this part, that the Father and I are one. one yes. And I remember also that we that gospel that when Philip asked Jesus, mm -hmm. "Where is God?" Oh, I show us the Father. <laughs> show us the Father. Oh. Yes, yes. And then said, yes. You, why are you asking me? I'm always with you. Yes. But there is some gospel that I remember when the mother of James and John said mm -hmm. that, "Can you put them one of my right?" One of my right. And one of my in your left, and then he said he said that it's my father will something like will decide on it. Yes, that is not for me to decide. Yes, that's why it's something like we really need uh, human effort to understand all these things, sister. Yes, yes. Meaning to say, mm -hmm. the father and I are one, but still they are distinct. That's why it's father, son, son and, and spirit, spirit. No. Yes. It's, it's, that's true. It's, it's very difficult to understand how is this three in one. <laughs> Jesus keeps on saying the Father and I are one, and yet they are distinct. And it's, it's something we accept. Okay? We accept the unity, but we accept also the distinction. There are many things like that in the faith. The same, the same thing that we, that we read here, no? when yeah. I was uh, pointing how can white... How can you be turned white with the blood? Uh, okay, so the metaphors, no? the metaphors that you have here. How can the lamb be a shepherd? Mm -hmm. So, so, so also in, in the faith, sometimes you're stretched that way. No, the Father and I are one, and yet distinct because it's Trinity. That's that's the beauty of the faith. It will never let you rest. So that means sister, we really need to continue to widen our deep yes, and our faith. Yes. Otherwise, it it really not. We're not joined like this kind of uh, uh, Bible study. And we will not grow, or we will not learn these things as what you said, just about this thing or like this. In in the RCIA or Bernice, you you should know this. After the baptism
the classes after baptism. There is still the what they call mystagogy, is the leading into the mystery, going deep into the mystery, because it's not a once in a lifetime thing that you you get baptized, you felt the water on your head or on your body and it's enough. No. No, there's a growth in the understanding, but also in the discipleship, in the following. Okay, like, like the apostles. No? The apostles, uh, we mentioned here, the apostles also grow in their faith. Saul was a persecutor before. But then when he became the follower of Christ, then he had to undergo all this persecution, but never give up. Yeah. Anybody else? Lillian, Bernice? If I can only, if I can add, um, they are distinct and they are one. Mm -hmm. But if you want to pray to Jesus, he will listen to you. If you want to pray to God, he'll listen to you. One pray to the Holy Spirit. All of them are here to help us. Yes. They, they, are, they are distinct, which does not mean that Jesus thinks this, God thinks something else, Holy Spirit mm -hmm. thinks something else. They will all... They are all attentive. They all want to have a personal relationship with us. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you ask any one of them, the promise that the Lord has given to us, they will all honor. If you ask Jesus, he'll honor it. He'll, if you ask God, he'll honor it. If you ask the Holy Spirit, they will honor it. That's, that's the Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm. Any one of them, you can pray to any one of them. You can pray to all of them. The promise is always there and the promise they will all listen to you so we we don't need to really sort of distinguish if i ask jesus does he need to ask god for his permission before he answers me it's not like that they all work together yeah. to help us yeah but there, there's a part i remember that when jesus was about to to go mm -hmm. and then said that uh, it is your advantage that I am living, I'm living because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. <laughs> Meaning to say exactly what, what, what uh, Patrick was saying, there is a continuity. No? There is a continuity of the mission. The, actually, the book of the Acts of the Apostles is already the continuation of the mission, no? which Jesus left, but now with the Holy Spirit working in the church. And, and that's the beauty. They call it uh, the Acts of the Apostles is the book of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You find the Holy Spirit everywhere. Mm -hmm. so the Holy Spirit moving Paul and Barnabas. Go here, don't go there. Okay? Mm -hmm. Pursue this journey, not that one. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Beautiful, no? Yep. But it's a great point that you brought up. Mm -hmm. And um, it's good that you shared. Anybody else? Bernice, thank you for coming, Bernice. So welcome. I'm looking forward. Yes, good. So maybe with this, we can end with a responsorial psalm. No, the responsorial psalm is one of the psalms uh, we use as an invitatory for calling the, the flock, uh, uh, the sheep to be together with the shepherd, adoring the shepherd and worship. Worshiping the shepherd. Okay. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. 
come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. He made us his we are, his people the flock he tends. The Lord is good, his kindness endures forever, and his faithfulness for all generations. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.